We're streaking and we're sizzling. We're finding winners every week on the Underdog Fantasy Pick'em Board, and it's time for more. It's already week 15. Easton Stick on the board. Aiden O'Connell on the board. Doesn't matter. We're going to find some winners for week 15 Thursday Night Football. This is the Player Profiler Pick'em Power Hour starting now. Welcome back to the Player Profiler Pick'em Power Hour. We are your hosts, Han Runkin, Trevor Tipton, back as usual with uh, some plays for the underdog board where we have been on fire recently, coming off a winner on Sunday and coming off a 13-4 and and one week on the player profiler underdog pick generator. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm happy we came out with a winner. We were so close that the, the elusive sweep just killing us uh recently we, thanks we, to we, Kyle Shanahan. we've gotten reversed on we've literally gotten reversed on cmc when they should have pulled them they did it and when they should have kept him in they pulled them so we're, we're done with cmc from a show standpoint for me for now shout out uh kyle shanahan though it's his it's his birthday tomorrow and only reason i know this is his dk Metcalf's birthday is also tomorrow so i, I know my december 14th birthdays <laughs> but shout out kyle shanahan best coach in football but not not exactly friendly for for the Pickums, uh, but we are coming off a, a, a winner which I framed as a three piece. Geno Smith got ruled out. Tyler Lockett still did his job. Shout out to him, and hopefully Josh Jacobs. Uh, you know the injury is not too serious. We're, we're still yet to hear what's going on. Uh, we're still get to yet to get the full picture about Josh Jacobs. But he was uh, in that three nothing game. Uh, even Josh Jacobs never sniffed his seventy and a half rushing yards uh, projection. So shout out to him for keeping it in check. Uh, and then the big thing here is the underdog pick generator. If you haven't, if you're not part of the all-in package, um, you know, next year, kind of kind of a thing you want to be part of because you get the DFS stuff, you get the fantasy uh, stuff, but you also get this as a bonus. Uh, every week we update uh, with our early leans. And uh, we see people in the Discord commenting that, uh, you know, they're doing a better job sometimes than us of picking the right ones to, to, to put in the – in their entries, um, and uh, you could have done that here. A lot of options here because we went 13-4-1. Uh, Shout-out Quentin Johnston. His first uh, solid game of the season was one of our few losses. Uh, Trevor, I'm feeling good about Week 15, honestly. Yeah, I like to slate quite a bit. Um, obviously, we when the NFL set this up, they rigged it so we would have Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell on the first week of fantasy playoffs on Thursday night football. Uh, but we get Saturday NFL this week, Saturday NFL starts, which is great. We got three games Saturday. Um, so I'm still debating in my head how I want to do, how I want to do this weekend, uh, for our Friday show, uh, for those who are listening starting next week, though, we are going to switch to one show a week, uh, due to time and the way, you know, the schedule works out with the holidays and everything. Uh, it'll just be easier on everybody. Uh, surprises for me. Let's we'll talk about the pick generator. Um, Garrett Wilson would be the leading receiver in the NFL if we had any kind of quarterback play. Uh, Kyrene Williams is arguably the best ADP value of any redraft league this year because a lot of his waiver picked up. I don't understand why the Bears used Don to Foreman instead of Herbert. Uh, that was wild to me. That's why I liked his lower there. Um, 
And of course, they finally low managed CMC, uh, which they should have, but we needed two carries. They put him in at the end. Uh, I mean, he got vultured on that touchdown to start the game, uh, but the Niners look great. And for many that gave me a hard time about James Cook this year, uh, he has continued to deliver. He has continued to turn into that role. And heading into the playoffs, uh, I put a tweet out about it today. Uh, I think mid-round is where, for season long, where really it's a lot of – waiver wire really matters. But, like, big wins come from hitting on those middle-round guys. You know, rounds four through 12 for me because I'm generally playing at, like, FFPC, NFC, where it's 20-teamers. Rashad White, friend of the show, delivered for us all year. Uh, If you go look at ADP draft boards, uh, you know, Rashad White is currently the fourth-best running back in fantasy – he was being taken at the very end. He was going in like the fifth, sixth round. Uh, you could get him as high as eight to 10 early in season. Uh, you know, if you were drafting in, you know, June, July. So uh, congrats to everybody that made the uh, playoffs. If you are listening, you got a couple questions, feel free to shot them out. Uh, I know there's uh, some people that are in bye weeks and then for us over competing for the Millie with, uh, you know, where we care about the sprint here. Give me a lot of points real fast. Absolutely. And uh, from an from an NFL standpoint, like we've had so many injuries this, this year, just in general, a lot of high leverage injuries. The Browns, I saw a tweet uh, today, just like the amount of season and injuries the Browns alone have had just kind of summarizes what we've had to navigate this season. And through all of this, uh, you know, guys like Rashad White have, have been, uh, have been, uh, you know, wagons for us so so shout out to, to him and james cook for some reason you know i've i've trashed james cook all year lo- calendar year long 2023 is coming to a close and I, i've trashed the fact that people have such high you know uh high high thoughts about james cook especially in dynasty which i've never agreed with but he's quietly been a wagon for us because we know who he is uh we we understand what where you know the spots for him are you know I, I've gone on lower with him and one on this show before. So James Cook is someone I've understood very well. So for that reason, um, you know, shout out to him. Uh, and then obviously you see Bryce Young on the board. That's the one way to win with Bryce Young, guys. Uh, the, the rushing yards against the Saints. He's hit that both both games against the Saints. Uh, so, so shout out to him as well. Uh, this week, we're obviously starting off with Easton Stick and Aiden O'Connell. And the last Wednesday show you're getting, you know, if you're listening to this, as, uh, you know, as a podcast on Thursday morning, for example, you're listening to the last Wednesday show of this season. So as Trevor said, we're going to switch it to Fridays only, and we're going to tackle the main slate um, every week going forward. If you want our Thursday night football stuff, head over to our Discord, which is free, and uh, we're, we'll probably drop in an entry every you know, primetime Thursday night football game that uh, we've talked about and we're we're running. But for now, uh, we're going to we're going to get into the uh, week 15 slate. There's a lot of good games on the board, but we can talk about uh, that a little bit later. Let's hear a word from the Podfather real quick before we give you some more winners. DFS getting harder every year, but we're here to make it easier with the DFS Dominator because I know a lot of optimizers keep coming out. Oh, our optimizer. What about this optimizer? But that optimizer. Well, we have a cash game optimizer that leverages the projections from Dario, Billy, the award-winning projections at playerprofiler.com and builds the best lineups for cash games that have both upside 
and stability because that's what you want. It's a couple clicks, boom, boom, boom. You get the best possible lineup for your cash games. But for tournaments, traditional optimizers don't work. That's why we have a lineup genius, which takes you through the process of building lineups the way they should be built. Which quarterbacks do you want to be overweight on? Then building stacks, then setting runbacks, then optimizing and generating up to 150 lineups that you can easily import into DraftKings, into FanDuel. That's the DFS Dominator. It's only $45 a year. Not not a week. A a year. A year. Just go to Player Profiler, click on the DFS Dominator from the menu, and you won't be sorry. We're back on the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour, where where we are about to start talking some Week 15, and it starts... With Easton Sticks for a start, uh, and he's he's in Las Vegas. Uh, he seemed to unlock Quentin Johnston, but Trevor, you're going a different route with this. Uh, you know, Quentin's not on the board anyway, and uh, you know it's not a situation I, I necessarily want to overreact to in one week. There is a situation that uh, that has been solid all season long, and we think it's not going to go away with the quarterback. What is it? Um, we're going to go to a f- probably the best friend of the fantasy football community from a player, uh, a friend of the sports gambling world, a friend of DFS, uh, Austin Eckler. And we're going with his receptions. Now, I'm going to start off with a really interesting stat here. Uh, Dug through the data. Easton Stick, after he came in, still had, now keep in mind, he didn't play a full game, still had the fifth highest check down rate of any quarterback last week. He's while he's going to get some first team reps. It's a short week, guys. He's coming back. He doesn't have a full week. The Austin's going to be a safety blanket. Uh, this has moved up to four receptions. This is three and a half on sports books, but it's just really, really high right now. Um, and I, 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 this is, I, I digress, but I don't understand how Brandon Staley still has a job. Like, I, I'm just not sure how he does because he came out and said, we're going to ride their hot hand at running back. We're going to do this. Um, Eckler played 72% of the snaps last week. That was up from 66%. So not only does he say we're going to ride the hot hand, but he plays them more snaps. Now he did rush less. Uh, his usage was down a little bit there, but he more than made up for that in his target share. And that's what we're looking for. We don't want this to be tied for yards. We don't want this to be tied to his receiving or his rush yards. Uh, we get this is a spot they're going to have to at some point throw the ball. Um, you see Easton Sticks higher lower is 31 and a half passing attempts. You know, he has a 19 and a half completion higher or lower. So they're expecting him to have to at least throw the ball some. And it's going to be split between Eckler and Allen. The Raiders are going to, you know, do everything they can to slow Keenan Allen down. Um, right might even triple cover him at some point just to say, hey, you can beat us with anybody, but you're not beating us with Keenan. So this is a great spot to take a young quarterback coming off a short week that doesn't have the ability to have a big package implemented. They can't implement a full package like they could with Herbert. Herbert has done the short weeks. They know what he's coming into. Um, And this, you know, arguably could be a really funky game, uh, but – Reminder, folks, I, I wanna I want you to really think about this out loud. Who were the players of the week last week? Did we see that? Did we see who won? 
who won players of the week last week in the NFL? We did. We did. It was Mr. New York Jet himself. Mr. I might or might not start this week because my feelings are hurt. Mr. BYU, right? Zach Wilson, player of the week. I mean, that is, you know, like, that is amazing. So you look at all these backup quarterbacks that are in, who's having to play, all the injuries that are there. Um, this is a spot for Austin to take advantage and just he's going to get checked down. Um, I This is a game he could have eight receptions. He might only have 50 yards on those eight receptions, but he could have six, seven, eight receptions very easily in this game. They're going to run a ton of screens. They're going to run a ton of little short uh, RPOs for him. Uh, they're going to make stuff real simple for Easton coming out here versus the Raiders. And I, I here's a crazy, crazy thought for me. I actually think Easton has a shot at going higher on his passing yards because I think Austin could break one of these. I think Austin can break, you know, one for 40, 50, 60. You know, I think he can break a couple for 20. And if he does, that's going to uptick Easton, jar, Easton yards quite a bit. To add to everything uh, you just said, you know, Max Crosby, uh, you know, obviously, obviously a thing, right? Like, and we know what 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 Max Crosby can do. The Raiders still only around middle of the pack in pass rush win rate, pressure, all that stuff. But any sort of threat uh, in the pass rush would be more action for Austin Eckler. And the thing with Easton Stick is you look at his profile and on, like, if you put up a profile of him in college and you put up a profile of Justin Herbert, like, and you and you look at what you know about those two quarterbacks. Like I don't think the casual fan will be able to tell you which one is which, just because Easton Stick, hundredth percentile college yards per attempt at North Dakota State, uh, uh, 40, uh, 40 yard dash, eighty ninth percentile is where you say, oh, this is this might be the superior quarterback, right? Because he's an athlete, he has a a great arm. But uh, I think the the key here is that the Chargers' weapons are just not good right like i mean it's keenan allen and then it's just a bunch of nobodies um you know and i was definitely of the train of quentin johnson can be something in this league and it's it's not good you know what the the stuff he's done in his rookie year you look at everybody who's produced the way he's produced in history and it's not good so i i i think uh, they're going to rely on austin eckler and like you said you don't need him to even clear this 27 yard total right he could have four receptions for five yards uh, uh, and we'll push. He could have five receptions for 16 yards, and we'll and we'll hit this right. So, I, I agree with you on the Easton Stick look, and I'll probably have that in a in a little in a little uh, five pick maybe uh, that I'll put in the discords. Can we start to say that maybe North Dakota State is quarterback you? I mean, we've now had Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, and Easton Stick in like the last few years. Yeah, and. Uh, and uh, you you forgot the other player of the week. It was it, the the man who didn't even deserve it. Zach Wilson actually deserved it. It was Tommy DeVito. Shout yeah, out to I, I was going to tee that up for your segment there. It, it tied in yeah, with yeah. your segment for me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, you know Brandon Staley and the Chargers, you know I I did uh, I I did mention you know what you just mentioned. And for those of you who who are listening through podcast and not with us on stream, so I'm screen sharing a tweet that I, that I made right after the Chargers game, which is. Brandon Staley spent all week talking about, you know, Austin Eckler, hot hand, Josh, Joshua Kelly, et cetera. We found out, for, uh, you know, for we, we were we were going to wonder, is Brandon Staley Pete Carroll or is he Sean McVay, right? When it comes to the, the smoke screens versus actually uh, telling us the truth, and we found out the answer. Uh, Austin Eckler ran 33 of the routes. 
Uh, Isaiah Spiller got, you know, a few snaps here and there. Josh Kelly pretty much absent. So we found the answer. Uh, so Austin Eckler is still very much a thing. And speaking of the Chargers uh, and, you know, the, the thing about the Chargers that I've targeted all season long has been their defense, which is just not great. Uh, they don't have a good pass defense. And uh, the way I want to target this with Aiden O'Connell is the guy who has started to finally get involved as he should have all season long, which is first-round draft pick Michael Mayer. Uh, and I'm taking his higher on receiving yards at 19 and a half. Uh, and so you look at how the Chargers have given up damage, uh, and they play a lot of zone among the league leaders, uh, uh, or that you know, above average, well above average in zone coverage rate. And naturally, Michael Meyer uh, as the as the tight end, he sees an uptick in uh, production when he faces zone coverage. Uh, he gets more targets. Uh, he gets more yards. Uh, and Honestly, you, you look at the two and a half receptions and you say, okay, this is pretty sharp given how much he's gotten involved. Uh, it's a low Vegas total. Maybe they run the ball a lot against the Chargers, who also not great against the run. Um, and you think two and a half receptions, kind of fair. He could get two or three. But the thing with Michael Mayer he, is he has that big play ability. And you, if you look at the player profile or projections, you know, Dario and Billy Muzio putting in the hard work, looking at the analytics, looking at the data, and making sure their projections are as accurate as possible. And you see the the projections uh, uh, for his receptions is at 2.4, but his receiving yards is at 27. So they agree with us that he has big play potential in this one. So even if he gets two catches, I think he gets us 20 yards. Uh, he's getting the uh, route participation. He's seen at least 80% of the snaps in uh, six straight weeks. So this is, this is a game. Just give us a close game where they have to pass a little bit. And I think Michael Mayer, hot take, Michael Mayer, is going to lead this game, uh, you know, among the among the Raiders. Michael Mayer is going to have the game of his life and lead the game in receiving. I may or may not bet on this. Uh, the Bengals, Broncos, and Texans have been the only three teams that have given up more receiving yards to tight ends this season. Uh, the Chargers are just not good in that position, and this is going to be – I think this is a great spot for Mayer. Uh, I think he could be a fantasy darling in best ball and – season-long tournaments uh, for people that got him passed through um, in this matchup. Again, they just they haven't been good. Uh, they've also given up a ton of fantasy points, um, and they haven't given up as many touchdowns as everybody else, but their catch rate is high. Um, they're ju It's just a spot to attack. And, um, again, we know Josh Jacobs is banned up. There's a good chance uh, it's looking like Jacobs isn't going to play this week, and we know they're going to try to shut down, you know, Devontae on the outside. So we, we should see plenty of opportunity over the middle for uh, Mr. Michael Mayer. I absolutely love it. Not not going to be the first time this season I'm on uh, Michael Mayer in uh, in primetime also. So uh, may, maybe he's just going to be the you know reserved for primetime games for me because uh, second time second time we've gone after him. We're going to lock that in uh, as our two piece before the projections potentially move. Austin Eckler higher than four receptions. Get us five. Uh, we get a cash. Get us four. It's a push. Michael Mayer higher 19 and a half receiving yards for Thursday night football. And after that, you know, after we watch this cash, after we, we celebrate on a discord, maybe we'll hit a five pick as well. It's a, we, like you mentioned, we have Saturday football and we have Sunday football and we have Monday football, three straight days of football. I'm excited for this slate. Cause uh, you know, obviously you got the, the playoff implications, uh, but you also uh, have uh, a lot of fancy implications, obviously with the, with the playoffs going on, but this is where you, you find out, you know, the Vikings 
the Vikings uh, Bengals game that starts off the Saturday slate might be one of my favorite ones of the week, uh, just because it's a close spread. I, spoiler alert: I'm probably going to have something in the pick generator from that game because I think those are the games where you get value. So, uh, you know, this is what this is what we're here for. We're we're here to to weed out the ugly and find the value, and that's what we're going to do when we're back live on Friday at 4:30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, this was your last Wednesday show of the season. Uh, shout out to, to everybody who has made it, you know, to, to both the, the Wednesday shows, the Friday shows, both of them. We hope we can leave you with one more collab winner before we come back and uh, win more on Friday. Come back on Friday uh, for the bonus show only on stream, Facebook and uh, YouTube. And then after our Friday show, if you want to bet on the games, our boy Memphis Young finishes off the Friday night with the juice also on the player profiler network. So you can get yourself a little double header pre-dinner show with us post-dinner show with Memphis to finish out your Friday. Trevor, let, let's, let's keep streaking. Let's make it three, four question mark straight shows with a winner. Four. Four. <laughs> I definitely did not fumble that. <laughs> let's make it four straight shows with a winner and we'll see you for the rest of the week. 15 slate on Friday. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.